It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. The definition of the word through line is a common or consistent element or theme shared by items in a series or by parts of a whole. So keep that in mind in this in today's little podcast. Now, I recently returned from another speaking gig. These are always a lot of fun for me. Uh, this time I was in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Midwest of the United States. I visited a club with some very advanced, super talented hobbyists. Some are, who are even like icons and hobby specialties. It was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun as they almost always are. However, this one, this trip, left me with some real profound revelations about the hobby, which I'm still sort of processing in a way. An added bonus is that I was able to visit uh, the amazing botanical method aquariums of our friend Melanie Holmes. Um, It was incredibly satisfying, not only to see some amazing aquariums, but to see, you know, a truly talented hobbyist like her, she's a planted aquascaper by, by training, I guess, really find her way in the hobby, evolving from a traditional planted aquascaping type of uh, mindset into a botanical method aquarist with the full-blown appreciation for ecology and decomposition and all that stuff. And observing her work, it was easy to see how her skill from one genre translated into our little specialty. The through line was this great understanding of ecology of aquariums. Her tanks were a celebration of life, aesthetic, and ecology. And any one of them, and I'll say this right here, was among the best botanical method aquariums I think ever created. It was impressive. I was also able to visit a fish room of a very advanced killifish breeder. And it was not only educational for me, it was enlightening. I took particular note of the techniques and the approaches that he was utilizing to manage a, you know, a large number of aquariums and to keep a sort of a workflow of fishes going at all times. Perhaps what was most memorable to me was how he made adjustments to his techniques, like inducing spawning in his fishes, egg collection, incubation, and production of live foods. His sort of function-first approaches to light and temperature manipulation, egg collection, incubation approaches, and even how fry were reared, all demonstrated a keen understanding of the needs of his fishes and an understanding of the environments and environmental cues which the fishes needed to trigger spawning events. Although the process that he employed was more methodical than natural, I suppose, it involved sort of deconstructing how nature works in the wild. All the techniques he employed were simply practical and simple recreations of natural processes to accomplish what nature does, just in a more controlled manner. Killifish, in my opinion, are probably the ultimate example of how fishes are super intimately tied to their habitats. The techniques which modern killikeepers use to spawn their fish, incubate their eggs, and rear the resulting fry are a direct distillation of an understanding of this relationship. And indeed, there was a through line of sorts running from the you know, wild savanna pools and forest streams of East Africa to the tightly controlled environment of the suburban St. Louis and, you know, basement. It was profound. It was inspiring. And it was amazing. 
Now sure, I wasn't seeing fishes being kept in tanks with accumulations of leaf litter over a shallow sedimented substrate with overhanging terrestrial vegetation. Rather, I was seeing some very, um, the very pragmatic application of biotope replication. Yeah, it doesn't always have to look like it to function like it. That's a huge unlock for me, really. What we've long called natural in the aquarium hobby can take on more than one meeting. I mean, I've consistently railed on the use of the term natural when those high-concept, artistically-styled so-called nature aquariums are proffered to us as natural for some very specific reasons, in particular the fact that they are often touted as looking just like nature, an assertion which makes me want to vomit. (laughs) It just does. They generally don't look like wild aquatic habitats. They're simply beautiful aquariums, skillfully executed. However, I really can't deny that on a purely ecological level, they do function like natural aquatic, you know, systems to a certain extent, relying on energy and nutritional inputs and yielding growth of aquatic plants. It's just, again, a sort of deconstructed approach. I think that it's the, I don't know, the cultural arrogance and embrace of the most superficial aspects of aquarium keeping, coupled with the constant assertion that these tanks look like natural aquatic habitats by their proponents, which surround the nature aquarium movement, which has always sort of turned me off about them. It's not the work itself. The reality is that these systems do require the aquarist to reproduce natural processes to some extent in order to be successful. An understanding of the ecology of aquatic plants and their environment is necessary. Another through line from nature to aquarium. And then, of course, there's what we call the botanical method aquarium, an approach that seeks to more literally recreate the ecology of wild aquatic ecosystems in the aquarium. To a certain extent, it's the oldest game in town in the aquarium world. The approach which lovers of aquatic life centuries before us took to keeping fishes. Toss in some soil, leaves, twigs, and plants and attempt to recreate the wild aquatic habitat as accurately as possible. We incorporate these materials in our tanks because they're what's found in the environments from which our fishes come, right? Yeah. Uh, Homage to nature by attempting to replicate the function of nature and making the effort to understand the relationship between fishes and their habitats. It's not some sort of arcane idea, is it? It's a through line for sure. All we're doing with aquariums, whether we are conscious of it or not, is attempting to reproduce the functions of natural aquatic ecosystems in our tanks. The idea of creating a multi-tiered ecosystem, which provides a lot of the requirements needed to operate successfully with just a few basic maintenance practices, the passage of time, a lot of patience, and careful observation, is something that's been discussed but rarely executed in the modern aquarium hobby until quite recently. Why? Not because it's difficult to execute. Not because it's hard to grasp the underlying concepts. It's because it's difficult to try something which seems so contrary to what we're constantly exposed to in social media and elsewhere. It means doing something which we may find uncomfortable because we're told it's dangerous or reckless or dirty or whatever by pundits who neither understand nor appreciate what it means to truly embrace a natural ecological approach to aquarium keeping. It means adopting a different outlook, adopting or accepting a different yet very beautiful aesthetic. It's about listening to nature instead of the dude on Instagram with the flashy, you know, artistically presented gadget-driven tank. It's not always comfortable at first for some to try, and it initially seems like you're somehow doing things wrong. Yet executing this type of aquarium is about as basic as aquarium keeping gets. The difficult part is understanding that this is an extremely natural, ecologically beneficial process, and that it 
facilitates the appearance of some things that you might not be comfortable with initially, like, you know, cloudy water, fungal threads, biofilms, decomposition, all that stuff. Making those mental shifts to accept something different than what the aquarium hobby establishment has proffered as the way to go for generations now. Yet, it's not that different than what our distant ancestors did when they set up what we now refer to as an aquarium, a through line, one which requires mental shifts and the adoption of a long-term mindset. You have to give things time to establish and settle. It's about patience. It's about faith. Faith in Mother Nature has been doing this stuff for eons. Faith that you're doing something which embraces nature's processes so fully. The truest, straightest through line that there is in the aquarium hobby. Stay diligent. Stay curious. Stay observant. Stay patient. Stay engaged. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tent and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.